collegiately speaking. Walks into the end zone. Touches to the end zone. This is collegiately speaking with the voice of Northwestern football and basketball, Dave Ennett, and former Northwestern star quarterback, Dan Persis. It's collegiately speaking. Let's go. And welcome to this week's edition of Collegiately Speaking. Dave Edit, joined by former Wildcat quarterback, record holder, number seven, Persa Strong, Dan Persa, right here. I know you were fired up to see the Cats win in Madison Saturday. It was a great win. It was fun to watch. It was probably the most complete game the team had played, and um, it was clear getting... Ben Bryant back was huge for the offense just from an execution standpoint uh, it seemed like they, they really took the handcuffs off the offense uh, still a little bit to be desired in that second half but I think they were playing um, you know with a 21 point lead so they, they felt pretty confident but yeah it was it was a fun game to watch I think you know you kind of took the heart out of Wisconsin pretty quickly um, and that was evident by their coaches comments after the game and some of their players comments throughout this week um, but it was a great team win and, and another you know great momentum builder for the team so I, I I think you could look at stats and take them any way you want to, but I've never seen a football team at any level go ten for ten on third down. I mean, I I've, I haven't seen it in the NFL. I haven't seen it in college football. I mean, that was really a remarkable display. And you know, even on that the one they finally failed, they still got some points. Yeah, I mean, it's huge, right? I mean, those the third down conversion and turnovers are two of the, the most important stats of, of games. And I think the way they executed in that, that first half, I haven't seen from Northwestern in a long time. And I give credit to, to Brian and the receivers. They, they made the big throws. They made the big catches, you know, outside of the one drop from, from Bryce Kurtz early. But it was, it was really a clinic. I thought Coach, Coach Jake did a great job of, of calling the game. Um, they were running the ball, they were throwing the ball, and it was it was really complete. And then the defense, uh, you know, played unbelievable. They continue to to you know give me shades of a throwback Hank defense where Ben don't break and you know get turnovers and and make the big play on third and fourth down to get off the field. And it's it was just really fun to watch. And it, it seems like um, like we've talked about in the past, they're they're just gaining so much confidence and playing with so much energy for each other, which. Again, is is a little bit of a throwback for me because I think that's how a lot of the the, the teams in the the mid to late two thousands or two thousand tens played. Um, so it's it's just been really fun to watch. Yeah, and and I want to pick up on that in just a moment. We're going to visit with the head coach David Braun. He's going to join us here in just a moment. But uh, you mentioned that. I mean, doesn't Northwestern? generally have to play that way to be successful i mean because you're absolutely right dan and i mean i've been doing this for a long time and the best northwestern teams have been teams that play like this one does and play smart uh they don't turn the football over and i mean remember last year 31 turnovers this year they haven't turned the ball over in a month yeah, I think that's the thing that sticks out, right? And the continuity, while, while Brendan Sullivan was a little bit up and down, they, they take care of the ball. They don't make a ton of big mistakes. And the same thing on defense. They haven't given up a, bit, a ton of big plays. And I think in college football, the way it is today, you know, you're going to, other teams are going to make a mistake, right? So if you play clean football, you're going to be in every game, you're going to win most of them. Um, so yeah, to your point, I think Northwestern's formula, well, I, I would always wish for a little bit more offense from the teams from the past, you know, five or six years. Um, was to play good defense, keep everything in front of them, and make make big plays when you needed to, and and take care of the ball, right? Um, and I think I think it's a great formula, and and this is a no knock 
to the talent of, of the players at Northwestern, but you know, you're, you're competing sometimes against the Michigans and Ohio states that are four and five star guys, um, which, you know, rankings are rankings, but I think at least when we were there, um, throughout my time, we always kind of took the, the mindset of the land of misfit toys of like, nobody wanted us. It was always a chip on our shoulder. We had to do more. We had to play harder. We had to come together more to win games and it, and it worked out. Right. And I think those, the kids now are, it looks like they're doing the same thing. While I think they do have a lot more talent than we did, um, they're they're playing extremely hard, and and it's it's just clear how close this team is, even from afar. You you really can look at the schedule, and it's it's painful to do this, and people probably shouldn't do it. Yeah, you do could it. say <laughs> you should be on a five game winning streak right now, but I'm a believer that that those games that they lost at Nebraska and a Wrigley Field against Iowa games they easily could have won. In fact, I thought they were going to beat Iowa uh, up until that last drive by the Hawkeyes to kick a 50-plus yard field goal. Maybe if you you uh, win that game, you don't go up to Wisconsin with that same edge, right? I mean, I, I think sometimes in, in 95, the team that lost to Miami of Ohio went 8-0 in the Big Ten. I, I mean, I think sometimes you need something – because it's tough to do it week in and week out and play at that same level with that same emotion. Do you do you buy that? Yeah, I think so. I, I think, you know, looking back at those games, the the close ones, I think the, the quarterback play was a little bit subpar and that really hurt them. Um, so I think more, if you're looking in the rearview mirror, mirror, it's, it's man, if, if Bryant was healthy for those two games, I think those those would have been easy wins. But I, I, I definitely agree that the Rutgers loss, the the Penn State loss, the the uh, Howard close win, all build kind of muscle memory to to try, try to find out how to fight through different scenarios. And you can't win at Wisconsin if you don't lose that first game against Rutgers, knowing that how gassed you were and how much you needed to be improved on. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's 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 definitely a balance, but it's it's something that they they needed to go through. To, to have the success they're having. And now let's welcome in to Collegiately Speaking, the head coach of the Wildcats, David Braun. Coach Dave Ennett, Dan Persa here. Thanks for jumping on with us for a few minutes. How you doing? Doing well, doing well. Uh, just just concluded practice. Guys had uh, had a good day today. Excited about uh, excited about the opportunity to, to be back at Ryan Field against uh, a Purdue, Purdue, Purdue team that's uh, – Pretty darn hot right now. Yeah, coming off big win over Minnesota. So, Coach, the first time that uh, you and I spoke was back in July. Ted Albrecht and I sat in your office. I think at that point you were about to go to Big Ten Media Day for the first time. Uh, You had only been uh, days earlier been elevated to the head coaching job. And uh, your wife was about to give birth to your third child any day now. And uh, I just, I, I don't know anybody who's been through as much as you have in such a short span of time. And as you look back on what's happened since July, I mean, does it seem like that was yesterday? Or does it seem like that was ages ago? No, in, in a lot of ways, it, it seems like ages ago. You know, uh, there's just been been a lot, you know, uh, can't can't imagine not having little Blake at home, you know. But uh, that, those those were uh, that, that that was a that was a wild time. Um, you know, I think the thing that Chris and I have really tried to embrace as a family is is things don't uh, don't happen to you; they happen for you. You know, and, and uh, you know, trying times. 
you know, you, you have no choice but to look at it through a lens of, you know, how, how can we move forward? How can we be solutions-based? And, and how can we root back into why we're really doing what we're doing? And, uh, you know, as, as, uh, as crushed as we were as a family with the uncertainty that was looming and, and the fact that we had, we had come here for, for so many reasons, a big part of that being an opportunity to work work alongside Coach Fitz. Um, you know, we knew it was an opportunity to, to support these student-athletes, support these young men and, and find ways to pour into them. And, uh, you know, it, it was uh, – it, it continues to be challenging, but that, that that's the fun part of, about this profession, you know, that the competitive spirit in all of us, it, you, you just look to find ways to continue to improve. And uh, really, really proud of the way that this group, these young men, navigated especially that month of July – in August, a true reflection of their character, yeah, shown shown through in a really special way. You know, I think it's kind of been lost in the shuffle, and people talk about your record. They talk about the fact that you guys are five and five, and very much in contention to go to a bowl game. But what I think gets lost a little bit in the shuffle is the fact that your players could have left, and uh, and you had a very high percentage of retaining your strike you only have one guy who was a starter potentially a starter leave what did what did you do to keep those guys in the boat back in those days in july you know i i played a small role in it it was uh it was a combination of uh you know our leadership on our team being unwavering you know um you know the locker room galvanizing and just continue to speak truth of we put in so much work together. We're not, we're not bailing on this now. Um, you know, it was our, our assistant coaches and our support staff, you know, just being here for the group and making sure that they felt cared for. And, uh, you know, I, I, I certainly made an intentional effort to, to take one-on-one time to continue to get to just meet these guys where they were at, get to know them. You know, I, I had, had, had an opportunity to do that you know, quite a bit with the defense side of the ball, but not as much with the offensive side. And, you know, just, just really work to, to support these guys, to serve them and, uh, and pour into them. And, you know, again, I, I think it's such a reflection of the leadership on this football team. Um, they were unwavering. You guys, we've, we've, we've come too far. We've worked too hard. We're just on the horizon of starting our season. We, we got we to gotta stick together. And, uh, and they chose to stay. They chose to stay in a really difficult situation, and I think that is uh, just such an incredible reflection of uh, who these young men are. Coach Dan Persa here. Thanks again for joining us, and, and as a former player, thank you for for everything you've done over the last couple months. Because to Dave's point, it has felt like ages ago, from July to even Rutgers. In my mind, the way mm-hmm. the team was playing and how you're playing now, and I think you know, as as a uh, Person's a little bit step back from the program. It, it seemed like we got to the or Northwestern got to the Rutgers game and was just a little gassed, right? And rightfully so. But since that game, and then definitely a jumping off point of, of the Minnesota comeback win, it seems like it's a different team. It seems like you know the guys are playing so much harder. They 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 clearly love each other, like you said. They want to stick around. They want to keep everybody together. Maybe talk about that Minnesota moment for a second, and and what that fourth quarter really meant to you, the program, and and the kids. You know, I, I think that fourth quarter just really embodied so much of what this program has stood for for such a long time in terms of just being a resilient, tough, competitive group. And, you know, you, you, can, you can put bullet points in PowerPoint slides and talk, you know, catchphrases all you want, but 
you know, it, it, it embodied through action what it looked like to stay the course, take it one play at a time, stay in the fight. And my gosh, I, what, what an incredible moment for our, our team to have the opportunity to refer back to in terms of what can happen when you do that. And uh, I, I think it built a certain level of, of confidence and uh, this team knew it was worthy of success in terms of the, the work that they had put in, but being able to put that tangibly in place in a critical situation in the fourth quarter, down by so many points against a quality Big Ten opponent, you know, that, that confidence started to build and something that this group, you know, clearly has continued to refer back to in moments uh, similar, similar to that. Yeah, it's certainly been been fun to watch, and I think the most fun I've I've had watching a game has been the Wisconsin game. I think you know you guys really put your your best game together. Got Bryant back, and he had an unbelievable first half. Um, maybe talk about the attitude going forward. It seems like you guys are rolling so much momentum, so much confidence, having a ton of fun. Um, what's the mindset going into these last couple of games? You know, we've talked about it. Leave no doubt. You know, we we know the goals and aspirations that we have for this group, and huge part of that is making sure we we uh you know uh, have an opportunity to extend this season this group loves playing together we're only guaranteed two more opportunities let's make sure let's leave no doubt and ensure that we you know create create an extra op- at least one extra opportunity for ourselves to play together as a team um you know we really challenge this group dan to just take on a mentality of just improving a little bit each and every day and not not through our words through our actions the way that we go through indy the way that we you know, preparing meetings, the urgency that we bring out to practice each and every day, you know, the, the developmental indie that we pour into with our young guys, uh, you know, after practice on Thursday, you know, uh, we, we got two freshmen playing a ton of D-line force now. They, you know, those days have stacked and built up and, and, are, and are paying off. And, you know, I think you see a group that, you know, uh, has, has truly taken that and owned that and, and uh, embodied that into the way that they practice. We continue to improve. You know, it certainly showed up in a big way against Wisconsin. And, and the attitude moving forward is don't forget about what got us to this point. You know, we, we just got to go back to work, focus on ourselves, continue to improve just a little bit each and every day, individually and collectively. And if we do that, you know, we're going to give ourselves a great chance against Purdue. Um, and, and, and the other thing that's been we've been very open with our group about is we've done a great job this year, Dan, of responding after a loss. You know, how do we respond after a great road victory? You know, you feel awfully good. You know, you're awfully excited about where we're at. Do we, do we show up on Saturday with the same urgency and the same edge that we showed up uh, to, to Madison with? And, uh, you know, the, the way we've been practicing so far this week, I'm confident that, that, that the group will do that. Uh, after the game on Saturday, I saw you high-fiving your boys on the field right, right when the game ended. Usually a game's over and you, and you move on to the next game. You, you really don't have the luxury of a lot of time to savor a win. But have you allowed yourself the chance to, to take in these moments, whether it was walking into Wrigley Field, coaching your first game at Camp Randall Stadium? You know, it's 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 always so much easier, Dave, to take those moments in after a win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, but, uh, but no, I, I've tried to be very intentional about that. Uh, in some ways, it's been surreal in a really special way. But um, you know, myself and our family are, are full of, of a lot of gratitude for the opportunities that have been provided, and uh, you know, the, the 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 group of young men that we've been able to to be with along you know along this journey with. Um, one, one practice that we have at the Braun House uh, that we started up up in Fargo is, uh, you know, 
in this profession, sometimes you can take winning for granted. And we made a commitment as a family. We're never going to take wins for granted. We're going to celebrate wins. So, um, you know, every, every Saturday night, you know, it doesn't matter what, what time, um, you know, if it's a late game or we're kicking off at cat time, you know, we're going to find an opportunity in the Braun house to celebrate a win, get some music going and, uh, you know, have a little dance party, you know, and the, and the boys look forward to it. And, uh, I think it's just it's something that, you know, embodies the fact that uh, winning is hard in college football. There's a lot of work, effort, and energy that goes into it. And when, when you have a successful Saturday, it's something to, to enjoy. And then you can wake up Sunday and get back to work. Yeah, I, I've I've seen you after a few wins, and I know that uh, you do want to take a moment and and enjoy it. But before we let you go, and I appreciate your time. I know things are really busy as you get ready for this game. Uh, you know, we hear that the game slows down for players. You mentioned you got some true freshmen. Uh, Kilbane's been playing. Dylan Roberts, we've seen him on the the defensive line. The game slows down. Has it slowed down for you as a head coach? since the Rutgers game, has being a head coach been what you thought it would be? You, you know, I, I, Dave, I, I don't know if I knew what I thought it would be. Um, I, I never could have imagined of, of calling plays while, um, you know, embarking on my first opportunity as a head coach. It's a credit to everyone within the program, you know, and, and, and specifically the defensive staff the way that we've managed this, the way that we've game planned has just had to be different, Dave. You know, it's, it's, it, I, I've always been a collaborative, you know, leader in terms of calling defense, in terms of the way we go through our process, but this has had to be more, more collaborative than ever. Uh, the way that we, we talk and communicate on the sideline needs to be quick and efficient because I need to be able to get on the special teams and offense. But, um, you know, it's been, it's been a unique setting as a, as a first-time head coach. What, what I can say that has really – you know, inspired me and, and filled me up with, you know, just a lot of purpose and, and, uh, and energy, to be honest with you, is just realizing, Dave, you know, what an incredible opportunity you have as a head coach to have an impact on each individual within the program, you know, and specifically our student athletes. And, you know, it, that, that, that's what I've enjoyed most, you know, taking, taking time one-on-one with some of these guys, whether it be after practice in my office, walking, you know, walking to our cars or whatever it may be, of just those one-on-one talks and getting to know these guys on a deeper level. And, uh, you know, the one thing that continues to shine through is this is just an incredible, incredible group of young men of character, competitive spirit, and uh, a group that continues to show up every day for one another. You made a real interesting comment, I thought, the other day when you were asked about the players all lobbying on social media for Northwestern to lift the interim tag. You said it showed that they're together. Uh, but But it has to be. It has to be flattering because you're right about these guys. I mean, they are really, really solid young men. They, they, they are. And to be honest with you, you know, it's uh, it, it, we've talked as a program, you know, we're not going to be worried about what others think of us. You know, we're going to, you know, we're, we're not chasing praise from the outside. We're just chasing, you know, greatness from within this building and letting, letting, uh, you know, telling our story, telling our story about what an incredible group of young men that we have in this program. But to, to, to have support from your student athletes, um, you know, the, the opinions of, of my wife, um, the opinions of my kids, you know, Andrew, Lucas, and, and Blake, those matter to me. And, yep. and, then, and, the, and then the young men that, that I have an opportunity to coach and mentor, you know, and for them to be showing support in that manner, 
leads me to believe that you know I'm I'm at least on the right track in terms of the way that I'm trying to lead this program. Yep, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, David, we appreciate you taking some time to be with us and uh, let our listeners get to know you a little better. And it's been an awful lot of fun to watch this team, and we're looking forward to Saturday. So we'll see you out there at Ryan Field in just a couple of days. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right, great visiting with Coach Braun. And really, uh, I can sense a difference in his comfort level with the day-to-day stuff that, look, as as a head coach at a Power 5 school, uh, you are a CEO of a program, right? I mean, I think we're seeing that played out all over the country in in different uh, areas, right? I mean, you see what's happened in Michigan. and, And I think that he's become more comfortable with that because he came into a role, not only had he never been a head coach, but he had not coached at the FBS level, let alone the Power Five level, let alone the Big Ten. And now he's got a team that uh, most people, I think uh, the the preseason picks, had them maybe winning a, a few games at most. He's got them 5-5 uh, five and five with a great chance to go to a bowl game. Uh, maybe they're not going to win the Big Ten West. I think that's become uh, impossible mathematically for them. But other than that, I, I think you have to look at this season, and, and he's just done an amazing job. I don't know if he wants to be the Big Ten Coach of the Year uh, with a, a team that's whether they lose five games uh, in their their loss total. Um, I mean, I don't know any coach who wouldn't want to be, but I think he's certainly going to get consideration for it just considering the circumstances that faced him when he took the job. Yeah, I mean, I think you you asked him an interesting question um, about how it how you know July and even the Rutgers game felt, um, and it feels like it was an eternity ago. I mean, he, he's clearly a different coach, and and as you mentioned, coming into his own from a personality standpoint and just finding his touch. But I I can't even imagine what that those first couple months had to be like. I mean, it, it, nobody. Nobody knew what to expect. There was so much uncertainty. The kids were clearly emotionally exhausted, and and now things have kind of flattened out. and he, And he seems like he's settling in. And mm-hmm. to your earlier point, I I don't know. I don't think you you're going to give it to Coach Harbaugh, right? Given everything that's gone on, right, wrong, or indifferent, I just don't think the Big Ten would would do that. Um, you know, Ohio State has the best players. Do you give it to Ryan Day? Probably not. Who else do you give it to? And I think mm-hmm. I think he's earned it. He's done the. I think he's done the best coaching job in the Big Ten, um, given all the other circumstances and keeping the team together. So yeah, I, I mean, I think I mean for him to win that that award would would be pretty special, whether he wants it or not. He's clearly a, <laughs> a humble guy. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, he's he's a humble guy, and I think I think he he certainly would would take it and strive. But I think you know to your other point, when you talk to him, it's you know. A, a point of reflection on wow when this season's over hopefully after a bowl win how special would it be for him to have that award given everything he's went through it would just be you know a really cool story and and to have the job let's face it yeah 100 percent. so uh purdue this week now the boilermakers are coming off a big win they got uh, blown out at uh in lincoln nebraska they got blown out at michigan they had lost three in a row before they hosted Minnesota last Saturday at Ross Age Stadium, and uh, they won forty-nine to thirty. And if you look at what they did in that game, they did it by running the football. You know, we always think of Purdue as being this 
this very prolific uh, passing attack. They put up 400 yards of offense, and they passed for almost 300. But uh, I, I'm sorry, they, they passed for 250. They ran for 350. They had a couple of 100-yard rushers against the Gophers. So uh, this is something the Wildcats have been good at stopping the run. Yeah. So I think that from that standpoint, uh, this is a good matchup for Northwestern, and I think I think they're going to be ready for this game on Saturday. It's senior day. Uh, it's a chance to be bowl eligible in a year where people weren't expecting them to be in a bowl. And uh, not only to be bowl eligible, but with two games to go, they have a chance to enhance where they go. So there's a lot at stake for them, aside from just kind of sending the the seniors. And senior day is different, Dan, than it was when you played, right? Because sometimes guys go through senior (laughs) day, and then they come back and do it again the following year. Yeah, I I don't understand how they wouldn't be ready to play this game, right? We've been shocked before um, in different scenarios, but there's so much built up to this game. You know, as long as they don't they don't come out too high and and exert too much energy early and kind of run out of gas. I don't. I wouldn't understand why they wouldn't have a great showing. Um, you know, aside from from turnovers and other things that that happen during a game. But Purdue's a good good football team. They have a good like you mentioned, good quarterback, good stable of running backs. They they had a big win last week and can clearly score points. Um, but I think the formula is the same for Northwestern, right? Play play solid defense, keep everything in front of them. Um, stop the run, uh, stay in position on the defensive line, make big plays when they're out there in the back seven. And I, I, th- I thought, you know, our, the back seven played unbelievable against Wisconsin. Had a ton of confidence across the board, um, really fun to watch, and against, you know, a good stable of receivers, too. So I think Northwestern will be ready. It'll be fun to watch, and, and hopefully they get a win. And, and Coach Braun also mentioned it. Uh, leave no doubt, right? I, I've heard rumblings of, hey, there's, there's not – as many six-win teams as might be necessary, and Northwestern will be at the top of the list. At the five-win team, just leave no doubt. Go right. out there, yep. win two games that are very, very winnable, one against Purdue and one against an in-state rival, um, and, and really celebrate the month of December, which would be very well-deserved. Yeah, the, uh, the Wildcats and the Boilermakers kick off at 11 o'clock. Anytime Iowa can wrap up the Big Ten West for the final time, the last year of divisional play, uh, they will be hosting Illinois at Kinnick Stadium, and uh, Iowa wraps up the Big Ten West with a win. And look, give Iowa credit. I know they haven't been the prettiest team to watch at times. It's a great defense. They've earned what they've gotten. I know it's it's you have to swallow hard sometimes to say that, but uh, they belong where they are. They've they've done what they had to do. They've gone out and and won their games and. No, here they are with a chance to clinch the division before they have the Black Friday game with Nebraska uh, next week. And the Wildcats going to Champaign to take on the Illini, who've beaten them the last couple of years after the Cats had the long winning streak in the, the battle for the hat, and they'd like to get it back after it's been residing in Champaign the last couple of years. And they could have an awful lot at stake, and Illinois could have a lot at stake in that game. Yeah, I mean, if if Northwestern drops to to Purdue and then you know Illinois loses Iowa, it's it's win win in advance. So again, those those last two games against Illinois haven't been close either. So I, hopefully the Northwestern players remember that and and try to make a statement down in Champaign, which again is another good team, right? You yep. know, Coach Bielema always has them playing hard, and and you know while they've had some injuries at quarterback, uh, it seems like they're getting their guy back. So it'll be you know a tough matchup in in both Saturdays. All right, time now to get our predictions. Super Joe is standing by with his prediction of the week. 
prediction to say or estimate a specified thing will happen in the future. Super Joe's Predictions. I love November football, but I also kind of don't because it means the season is almost over. Just two games left before the conference championships. Time is flying, so let's not waste any time complaining about Tennessee scoring their fewest amount of points in the Josh Heupel era on Saturday in Columbia. I mean, in their last two meetings with the Tigers, the Vols scored a combined 128 points, and they score seven on Saturday. Seven? But again, no time to dwell. We are moving forward and hopping on the most popular trend in college football, Iowa Unders. The Hawkeyes host Illinois on Saturday at 2.30 on Fox Sports 1. In the 10 games Iowa has played this season, eight have gone under the total. Illinois and Indiana combined for over 90 points in their meeting last week, but the Illini are facing a much better defense on Saturday, maybe the best in the nation. Let's take under 30 and a half in the Illinois-Iowa game. All right, thanks, Joe. And that's going to wrap it up for Collegiately Speaking. We want to thank Coach Braun for jumping on, spending some time with us. Uh, Great to visit with him. It's going to be a... 11 o'clock game on Saturday at Ryan Field. Last home game of the season for the Wildcats. Maybe the last game ever at Ryan Field. We we don't know that for a fact yet because the Evanston City Council has another meeting next Monday to uh, to vote again on the, the stadium plan. But it sounds like uh, that this could very well be it. And if so... Can they, Take a moment and look around the stadium because you might not be in there, at least in its present uh, form, <laughs> the next time you're there. You have you got some memories of that place. Yeah, no, I think it's it'll be it's it's a weird situation. I I, I assume all the players are under the assumption as well that it, it likely could be their last game there, and it'll just be another motivating factor for them. But yeah, I mean Ryan Field and, and previously Dyke Stadium had a lot of great memories. Um, but looking at those renderings, I'll, I'll quickly forget about those. For the new stadium. <laughs> no doubt, uh, Dan. Great. Uh, we'll talk next week. Uh, thanks again to Coach Braun. Thanks to Super Joe for his prediction uh thanks to our producer jack heinrich again 11 o'clock game uh, you can hear the game saturday beginning with our pregame at 10 30 because of a conflict with blackhawks hockey the hawks playing an afternoon game in nashville we will be on espn radio 1000 on saturday and uh, we'll talk to you then now for dan Persa, i'm dave Bennett. thanks for joining us on collegiately speaking